Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, April 28th. U.S. equities finished solidly higher with tech shares leading the way amid another day of robust earnings and economic data. The moves came despite an unexpected contraction in first quarter GDP, as well as a multitude of headwinds facing investors, including expectations of an aggressive Fed, China's COVID disruption, persistent inflation, rising interest rates, and the rally in the U.S. dollar. Earnings season remained in full force, highlighted by results from Meta Platforms, Dow members McDonald's and Merck, as well as Qualcomm, However, Ford and Dow component Caterpillar saw pressure on their results, while Teladoc Health plunged after severely lowering its full-year guidance. In other economic news, jobless claims dipped, as expected, but the four-week moving average rose. Treasuries were mostly lower to lift yields, and the U.S. dollar continued its run, while crude oil prices gained ground and gold ended higher after a choppy trading session. Europe finished to the upside despite the continued headwinds and the U.S. GDP report, and markets in Asia were higher as the Bank of Japan held its benchmark interest rate unchanged but continued its bond purchases, and China urged infrastructure spending. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 615 points, or 1.9%, to 33,916, and the S&P 500 Index increased 104 points, or 2.5%, to 4,288, while the Nasdaq Composite jumped 383 points, or 3.1%, to 12,872. In moderate volume, 4.8 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil was $3.34 higher at $105.36 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price was up $7.70 to $1,896.40 per ounce. And the dollar index was up 0.7% at 103.62. In equity news on Thursday... Meta Platforms, ticker symbol FB, formerly known as Facebook, reported first quarter earnings per share of $2.72, above the $2.56 faxed estimate, with revenues gaining 7% year-over-year to $27.9 billion, below the street's forecast of $28.3 billion. The social media's daily and monthly active users came in roughly in line with forecasts, and both increased quarter-over-quarter. The company reaffirmed its full-year capital expenditures outlook and lowered its expense guidance. Shares were up over 15%. Dow member McDonald's, ticker symbol MCD, posted adjusted first quarter earnings per share of $2.28, topping the expected $2.17, as revenues rose 11% year-over-year to $5.7 billion, above the forecasted $5.6 billion. Global same-store sales grew 11.8% year-over-year, north of the forecasted 7.7% gain. McDonald's said it saw an increasingly complex and uncertain operating environment, but its global same-store sales reflected broad-based momentum across all segments. The company noted the negative impact of its temporarily suspended operations in Russia and Ukraine. Shares traded higher. Dow component Caterpillar, ticker symbol CAT, announced adjusted first quarter profits of $2.88 per share, topping the $2.60 expectation, with revenues rising 14% year-over-year to $13.6 billion, beating the projected $13.3 billion. 
The company said its revenue growth was primarily due to higher sales volume, driven by higher end-user demand for equipment and services, and the impact from changes in dealer inventories, as well as a favorable price realization. Shares were lower. Dow member Merck and Company, ticker symbol MRK, reported adjusted first quarter earnings of $2.14 per share, exceeding the expected $1.83, as revenues rose 19% year-over-year to $15.9 billion, above the anticipated $14.6 billion. The company said, quote, robust first quarter performance was driven by significant clinical advancements in our research pipeline and effective commercial execution across a broad set of key growth drivers, end quote. Merck & Company raised its full-year guidance. Shares were nicely higher. Ford Motor Company, ticker symbol F, posted adjusted first quarter earnings per share of $0.38, cents, a penny above estimates, as revenues declined 5% year-over-year to $34.5 billion, roughly in line with forecasts. Ford said that strong customer demand for its fresh lineup of vehicles in the first quarter of 2022 was tempered by persistent supply chain issues that reduced the speed with which it could fulfill demand. The company reaffirmed its full-year guidance, assuming that supply chain disruptions do not further deteriorate. Ford also noted that thus far the war in Ukraine has had a limited direct effect on its supply chain, but the situation could exacerbate broader supply issues over time. Shares were lower. Qualcomm, ticker symbol QCOM, reported adjusted fiscal second quarter earnings per share of $3.21, topping the expected $2.95, as revenues jumped 41% year-over-year to $11.2 billion, north of the expected $10.6 billion. The chip company said it posted another quarter of record revenues reflecting strong demand for its wireless and high-performance, low-power processor technologies across multiple industries. Qualcomm issued third-quarter guidance that was well above expectations. Shares gained solid ground. And Teladoc Health, ticker symbol TDOC, tumbled over 40% after significantly lowering its full-year guidance and announcing that it took a $6.6 billion non-cash goodwill impairment charge that impacted its first quarter earnings by $41.11 per share. The company's first quarter revenues also missed expectations. The virtual healthcare company said, quote, while we continue to see sustainable growth across our suite of products and services, we are revising our 2022 outlook to reflect dynamics we are currently experiencing in the direct-to-consumer mental health and chronic condition markets. In the direct-to-consumer mental health market, higher advertising costs in some channels are generating a lower-than-expected yield on our marketing spend. In the chronic conditioned market, we are seeing an elongated sales cycle as employers and health plans evaluate their long-term strategies to deliver the benefits and care that their populations need, end quote. First quarter earnings season continues to heat up and shift into high gear. Of the 212 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 67% have topped sales expectations and about 79% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, discusses the market action in equities that have pulled back to threaten the March 8 lows in her article, Land of Confusion, Soft or Hard. She discusses how with inflation running at a 40-year high and the Fed having embarked on a rate hike cycle, 
The burning debate is whether the slowdown ends in a soft landing or a recession. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. With market volatility ramping up, check out our latest take in our commentary, Stock Market Volatility, Schwab's Quick Take, in which we discuss our view that the risk of recession is rising and volatility is likely to continue. Equity investors should limit their risk-taking and use rebalancing to maintain their strategic allocations. Amid the choppiness in the markets, you can find all of our commentary on our Market Insights page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, initial jobless claims came in at a level of 180,000 for the week ended April 23rd, matching the Bloomberg consensus estimate, and versus the prior week's upwardly revised 185,000 level. The four-week moving average rose by 2,250 to 179,750, and continuing claims for the week ended April 16th dipped by 1,000 to 1,408,000 versus estimates of 1,399,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims fell by 24,500 to 1,455,000. The first look of three at first quarter gross domestic product, the broadest measure of economic output, showed a quarter over quarter annualized rate of contraction of 1.4% versus estimates of a 1% gain after the unrevised 6.9% increase in the fourth quarter. Personal consumption rose by 2.7% compared to forecasts of a 3.5% gain and following the unadjusted 2.5% increase recorded in the fourth quarter. The Bureau of Economic Analysis said the decrease in GDP came from a decline in inventory investment, which was a major contributor to fourth quarter GDP growth, a widening trade deficit and lower government spending, which more than offset the rise in personal consumption, non-residential investment and residential spending. On inflation, the GDP price index came in at an 8% increase, above expectations of a 7.2% increase, and compared to the unrevised 7.1% rise seen in the fourth quarter, the core PCE price index, which excludes food and energy, moved 5.2% higher, below expectations of a 5.5% rise and following the unadjusted 5% increase in the fourth quarter. The April Kansas City Fed Manufacturing Activity Index fell more than expected, but remained at a level depicting expansion with a reading above zero. The index dropped to 25 from March's unrevised 37 reading compared to forecasts calling for a decline to 35. Treasuries are lower after a recent rise that has seen yields trim gains that have been seen as of late as the markets continue to be uneasy amid a host of potential headwinds. Aggressive monetary policy tightening expectations have fostered the rise in yields, along with recent inflation data and comments from Fed officials. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell last week said a rate hike of 50 basis points was on the table for next week's monetary policy decision, which would be the first time it raised rates in excess of 25 basis points in over 20 years. Meanwhile, Fed officials have suggested that the beginning of its balance sheet reduction program was also set to start soon, with a ramp up to $95 billion in securities to mature off the balance sheet each month. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, notes in her latest article, At Last, Income in the Fixed Income Market, 
How the first quarter was brutal for fixed income investors as bond prices fell and yields rose. However, she notes how the steep rise in yields should mean that income investors can finally earn relatively attractive yields in the bond market after enduring nearly three years of near zero interest rates. Be sure to follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year note rose six basis points to 2.63%. The yield on the 10-year note gained three basis points to 2.83%, while the 30-year bond rate was flat at 2.90%. The week's economic calendar will close out tomorrow with personal income and spending for March, with income forecasted to have increased 0.4% month-over-month and spending to have advanced 0.7%. The Chicago PMI is also slated for release, expected to decline to a level of 62.0 this month from the 62.9 posted in March. And the final April University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index will come after the opening bell, with economists calling for it to remain at the preliminary read of 65.7, but above the 59.4 reading registered the month prior. In international news on Thursday, European equities finished higher despite a hotter-than-expected German consumer price inflation report for April and a surprising contraction in first-quarter GDP out of the world's largest economy of the U.S. Additionally, the ongoing war in Ukraine and coinciding energy concerns remained, as well as continued uneasiness regarding the ultimate impact of COVID-related lockdowns in China, and expectations that global central banks are set to tighten monetary policy to combat persisting inflation costs. Bond yields in the Eurozone and the UK gained ground, and Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop offers fresh commentary in his article, Hedging Stocks Against Rising Rates. Jeff says investors should consider hedging the possible risk of higher interest rates with the addition of short-duration stocks, a potential way to manage risk while remaining invested in the markets. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintom. Elsewhere, the euro and the British pound were lower versus the U.S. dollar. The U.K. FTSE 100 index was up 1.1%. France's CAC 40 index and Italy's FTSE MIB index gained 1%. Germany's DAX index rose 1.4%, Spain's IBEX 35 index increased 0.4%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index ticked 0.1% higher. Stocks in Asia finished broadly higher, even as volatility in the markets remained, while the Bank of Japan held its benchmark interest rates unchanged, but pledged to buy its 10-year bonds at 0.25% every business day in fixed-rate operations, with no upper limit if needed to ensure financial stability. Additionally, Chinese President Xi called for an all-out effort to bolster its infrastructure. The moves come amid the COVID-related disruption in China, which has seen the country enact widespread testing and lockdowns. In addition, markets continue to grapple with rising expectations of tighter global monetary policies in Europe and the U.S., along with the ongoing war in Ukraine. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders, Jeffrey Kleintop, and Kathy Jones note in our latest Schwab Market Perspective, Inflation's Shadow, Now, rising prices and slowing demand have cast shadows on this year's economic outlook, especially as the Federal Reserve begins to tighten monetary policy. Whether the situation will lead to a recession remains to be seen.
Globally, there are signs that stretched supply chains are beginning to ease, potentially slowing the pace of inflation, which would be welcome news for investors and central bankers. In other economic news, Japan's industrial production in March rose at a slower rate than expected, but its retail sales for last month grew at a faster pace than forecasted. Japan's Nikkei 225 index increased 1.8%, with the yen extending a recent drop versus the U.S. dollar to a 20-year low following the Bank of Japan's decision. China's Shanghai Composite Index rose 0.6%, and Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index advanced 1.7%. South Korea's Kospi Index was up 1.1%, Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index gained 1.3%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index traded 1.2% to the upside. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will be a busy one, with reports scheduled for release to include industrial production and retail sales from South Korea, the cakes and manufacturing PMI from China, consumer spending, first quarter GDP, CPI and PPI from France, first quarter GDP and the import price index from Germany, and housing prices from the UK.